0: Hey everybody, welcome to Best Flicks. We're here for a new episode. This week I'm breaking down everything that came to HBO Max in March 2021. I say everything, I might be embellishing. Let me get down to it. A hundred and ten different programs between movies, TV shows, documentaries, everything HBO Max brought to the table this month was 110 different programs. I whittled it down to 72. I just kind of tossed out little items here and there, whether it was uh, maybe just a little foreign, a brand new foreign film that I don't know anything about and I didn't want to dig into that kind of research, or maybe it was just uh, some John Cusack movie that came out in the 90s that I just don't, nobody cares about anymore. Uh, so I did find little things here and there to toss out. I still have 72 different programs that I'm going to talk about. First, let me get in just a couple of plugs. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at BestFlixRickyD. I'm part of the Twist My Arm Network. You can find us on Twist at, my <clears throat> at Twist My Arm on Twitter, or check out Twist My Arm on Facebook. Uh, you can check out our website that just got a facelift today, uh, go to, just search Twist My Arm on Google and, we'll, and you'll find us front and center. Uh, it's got all the different shows on there, uh, TMA Gaming, we've got um, <clears throat> a really cool podcast where we interview local businesses, uh, that kind of stuff. So make sure you check out the Twist My Arm Facebook page and uh, the website. It's hard not to throw out Facebook right away. And finally, the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch watch uh, One of the most favorite parts of my week these days. Uh, we're re-watching Firefly. We just recently did the Ariel episode just a few nights ago. That's where they do the hospital heist, and they steal a bunch of uh, medications from the hospital. And it's a really good time. Lots of fun. Do it with one of my high school buddies and one of his long-term childhood friends. So, come check us out on the Sudden Button Inevitable rewatch, and you can also find them on Twitter at Sudden Button. So, let's get into the meat of this. Like I said last week, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, all these guys, they dropped the bulk of their content on March 1st. So, the first thing I'm going to do is break down everything that came out on March 1st to HBO Max. If you listen to this podcast the absolute day it drops all this stuff is already going to be there so let's start out march 1st starting out with a mouse tail. this is a children's movie i think it was a peruvian movie uh it looks very fivel esque uh kind of updated Fivel. what was that like Fivel goes west or whatever uh it looks kind of cute looks like a good movie coming up after that we've got adventureland 2009 uh, I, this was a really big release when it came out, starring Jesse Eisenberg. It's got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll be throwing out Rotten Tomato scores every once in a while if I think they're important. But 89% is really good. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, he was kind of the it guy for a while, right? He was the star of a lot of, kind of, I don't want to say independent films, but just smaller films, Adventureland, uh, The Social Network, which ended up being way bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. And then he was also in that weird uh, magic movie, Now You See Me. So uh, he was the star of a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't think he's quite hitting it out of the park like he used to, but he built quite a foundation for himself. All right, we also got Assault on Precinct 13. This is a 1976 movie that was remade in 2005 uh this was assault on precinct 13 it was something about uh i think they're trying to there's a gang that's trying to break out uh some of their fellow gang members from the precinct it's not too bad i saw the uh 2005 version i actually worked at a movie theater in 2005 uh so doesn't really stick in my head. If you like uh, action movies, this one might do it for you, but I'm not gonna give it a ha- give it a hard recommendation. We've also got Bandits 2001. Uh, it's got Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton. It's kind of got a let's be bad guys look on the cover. Uh, I honestly have never even heard of this movie. Uh, from looks a little generic, but. I said that about a couple of things last week that ended up on Netflix's top 10 list, so let's not be fooled. We've got Barefoot. This is a pretty generic-looking romance. Uh, It's only got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't recommend Barefoot for anyone. Blade. This is uh, like the superhero movie. Uh, This is starring Wesley Snipes. This was kind of like one of the first times that superhero movies turned a little bit darker. And I think this is also when superhero movies kind of came back and became a little more respectable. Uh, I saw something recently that said Blade was one of the reasons that Marvel Cinematic Universe is getting to the level that it is, is just because Blade presented a new take on superhero movies. So that's kind of cool. We've got The Brothers Grimm. This is, came out in 2005. Uh, this is just a kind of movie about the Grimm fairy tales. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I think it got a pretty good reviews, but it's not something for me. We've got Bowfinger. Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. They make a movie with a small budget, and the star doesn't actually know that he's in it. Uh, this was a really big Steve Martin movie when it came out. Well, I don't know if it was really big, but I certainly remember it. Uh, Another movie that was fairly similar, if you've ever heard of Windy City Heat, I believe Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel made this movie, the Man Show guys, or at least they were a big part of the production crew. Uh, And they actually made a movie where the main star doesn't know he's in the movie. Uh, So Bowfinger, it's a movie about a guy making a movie that doesn't know he's in the movie, but of course he's actually acting. In Windy City Heat, the main actor really doesn't know he's in the movie and they made a movie about it. So Windy City Heat, if you can track that down anywhere, that one's a gem. Uh, we got Caesar Chavez. This was not a documentary. It's just a movie about Caesar Chavez's life. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, overlap with actual moments in his life that happened. but this was not presented as a documentary. This is just an entertainment film. You got Charlotte's Web. I'm sure we all know what that is about. It's just Charlotte's Web with Wilbur and Charlotte and all the barnyard animals. And if you got a kid, toss them in front of Charlotte's Web. Chips from 2017. Uh, Chips, that old bad cop show. Why are we rehashing all of these really bad old TV shows? Like Land of the Lost and Starsky and Hutch, and all of these, I could just rattle off a ton of them. But it's got 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it, I don't even under, I don't know what we're doing with these kind of movies. Uh, it stars Dax Shepard. I know some people love Dax Shepard. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, and it kind of seems like these are his kind of movies. Just these kind of l- low Low ambition, low concept, kind of, meh, movies. I feel that's kind of what I associate him with. But Chips, nobody watched that. Don't, Don't put any streaming numbers on that. Constantine from 2005, Keanu Reeves. I think he played the devil. I think he was supposed to be Lucifer, the devil, something like that. That's a pretty, no, that's the devil's advocate. I'm thinking of The Devil's Advocate. Uh, Constantine, he goes to hell and he starts killing all the uh, demons. This is a really cool movie. Uh, I highly recommend Constantine. Uh, Devil's Advocate, not bad either. But Constantine, go ahead, check it out. Uh, Lots of fun. I think at some point Keanu Reeves has like a crucifix gun. As you would. That's how you kill demons. So check out Constantine. There's also The Doors, the 1991 Oliver Stone uh, documentary. Uh, if you're a fan of The Doors, if you're a fan of Oliver Stone, check it out. It's perfect. Dr. Doolittle 2, uh, starring Eddie Murphy, talking to animals. I don't think it was as good as the first one, but, you know, Eddie Murphy talking to animals. Go for it. Uh, DreamHouse. Don't know anything about it. I think it was a horror movie when I looked it up. 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, some people like to watch bad horror movies. That is a thing some people do. So if that's your thing, watch Dreamhouse. Otherwise, don't watch Dreamhouse. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy, the classic film, now on HBO Max. Give it a shot. Uh, this one comes up in film classes. Uh, this is just kind of a... Very classic, slow-burn kind of film. Give it a watch if you got the time. Eulogy. This one is a comedy about a funeral. I guess uh, these three groups of friends, they haven't seen each other for a while, and they meet up at a funeral, and they try to make the funeral funny. Uh, I could get behind that, for the record. Uh, I do like dark comedy, and this could be it. It just, nothing about the reviews or anything I looked up really pushed me in that direction. So, I don't know about eulogy. Uh, Fierce People. A kid gets caught stealing drugs for his addict addict mother. I've never heard of it. It sounds really heavy. I'm not against really, you know, heavy kind of shows, but... Ooh, that one's rough. A kid stealing drugs for his addict mother. I I just don't want to head down that path. I don't want to feel those kind of feelings. Uh, final analysis. 1992. This is an erotic thriller. Do you remember erotic thrillers? <laughs> those, those were like... There was a new erotic thriller coming out every two or three months in the early 90s. Uh... Like Femme Fatale and just all those really stupid movies. Uh, I think it's because uh, this is weird. It's just there was a need there was there had to be an outlet for sexuality in the nineties. And you had HBO at late night, which I guess is topical for this podcast. You had stuff like G string divas and real sex. And all of those programs, you had the rental stores where they had that special section with the beaded curtain and all of that. But if you didn't want to kind of get into that raunchy section of sexuality, then maybe something like Final Analysis is for you. Uh, I can't, I don't understand why any of these were ever a thing. But I do love the idea that erotic thrillers were such a big movie type in the early 90s. I just think it's funny. Up next, we've got Finding Neverland. This was the story of the author who created Peter Pan. Uh, It's not necessarily about Peter Pan, but I guess that author lived a fairly interesting life. Uh, I remember when this one came out. I think I might have been working at the movie theater this time, too, because... This has a really strong anchor in my brain. I remember a lot of talk about it. It doesn't really seem like something for me, but if you're into just kind of happy documentary-style sh- movies, this one might be up your alley. Uh, we got Gloria. a divorcee has an intense affair with a man she found at a disco. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) That sounds like a very generic idea. A divorcee has an affair with someone she met at a club. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. I might put this one on and see what makes it so great. The King's Speech. Uh, This is a true story about a British king who got speech therapy uh, for a speech impediment he had. And it was circa like 1920, 1930s. I think he had a like, recorded speech that actually went out during the uh, early World War II, 1939. Uh, But The King's Speech is supposed to be a very good movie. Uh, I remember a lot of buzz about this one when it came out. Uh, If you're interested in something... a little less action, a little more drama, King's Speech might be up your alley. The Lost Boys... This was the late 80s vampire movie where the vampires were kids and they never grow up. Uh, if you're into any kind of va- anything vampire, if you're anything into something, sorry, if you're looking for something kind of teen movie, Lost Boys might be right up your alley. We've got Machine Gun Preacher. in this movie, it's a former biker turned preacher and he's protecting Sudanese orphans. Uh, uh, Sudanese being from Sudan country in Africa it's just kind of a big word to wrap your mouth around uh, I believe this is based on a true story but an actual guy who was in a biker gang decided to turn things around and become a preacher which is kind of a move. it might be a movie trope or it might be something that really happens in life is bikers turning towards religion and then protect the orphans. I, like machine gun preacher kind of sounds like snakes on a plane to me, but this sounds like kind of a pretty good heartfelt movie. All right, we got Malice 1993 with Alec Baldwin and Nicole Kidman, who I'm almost positive were married at the time. Uh I don't think they're on speaking terms anymore. <clears throat> But this was a crime drama about a serial rapist. Uh, I read those words and I'm like, nope, nope, uh uh-uh, I don't want to watch anything about a serial rapist. But I think there's kind of a certain population of the world, uh, mostly female, who are really into these crime dramas. They love these real crime podcasts and all of that kind of stuff. This movie Malice might be right up their alley. Uh, Man on a Ledge This is a thriller about a man threatening to jump off a ledge and police are negotiating to try and talk him down Uh, It kind of seems like one of those movies that's going to be mostly filmed in one place uh, kind of like airplane dramas or those kind of things Maybe they tell a lot of the exposition in flashbacks and that kind of thing Uh, It might be okay, it doesn't really catch me but maybe it will be okay uh, now we've got the Oceans Trilogy, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Highly recommend you watch these movies. They do get progressively worse from 11 to 12 to 13, but you have to watch 11. 12 is great, and after you watch those two, you're pretty much pot committed, and 13 isn't that bad. It's definitely worth watching. One thing I recently heard that's very interesting is Don Cheadle. Was not uh, was not credited in the first Ocean's Eleven movie, sorry, not the first Ocean's Eleven movie. In this Ocean's Eleven movie, uh, these uh, these are the two thousand one, two thousand four, and two thousand seven versions, uh, not the original Ocean's Eleven with like the Rat Pack in him. But yeah, uh, Don Cheadle he played what was his name like Boomer or something. But he was the Electronics Explosives guy, and he had that really cool British accent. He was like, I don't think it was quite Cockney, but it was a very distinct uh, dialect of a British accent. It was really cool. I appreciated that. Moving on from Ocean's Eleven, we've got One More Time. Christopher Walken was in One More Time, and it got bad reviews no one should watch one more time and following that up we've got our brand is crisis an american political consultant sent to a controversial bolivian political candidate to help them become uh president of bolivia you know this one actually sounds like it might be my kind of thing i do like political thrillers i loved veep so i think i like political comedies more than anything else, but this might be something kind of cool. Our brand is Crisis. Then we've got Parental Guidance. Uh, This was a movie about these kind of hard-nosed grandparents, because as you know, or not as you know, uh, as generations move forward, your grandparents were probably a lot more strict and hard-nosed than your parents were. And then we are probably going to be even more laissez-faire. Or it's possible that we'll twist things around and get even more strict again. I I don't know for sure. But uh, in this film, there's some really strict grandparents. The parents are now being really easy on their kids. And now the parents are going out of town for vacation or whatever. And these hard-nosed grandparents have these kind of wacky kids who don't have a lot of discipline over for the long weekend. And I bet there's going to be some trouble. Uh, So it's a kid's movie. It's a family movie. But Billy Crystal is in it. I love Billy Crystal. Parental Guidance. You might want to give that one a shot. Uh, Next, we've got Pitch Perfect. Uh, This one has Smoke Show and Anna Kendrick. I love Anna Kendrick. Uh, And it's basically just kind of a teen musical type of movie. I love Anna Kendrick. I love musicals. I'm probably going to watch Pitch Perfect before it goes away, and that doesn't make me any less of a man. All right, this one's going to get me into a little bit of trouble. Princess Kaya... <laughs> Princess Kite... Oh, no. Princess Kaiulani. Yeah, that looks right. Princess Kaiulani. Uh this is a true story of a Hawaiian princess's attempts to maintain the independence of an island that was being threatened with American colonization. Uh, it sounds kind of cool. Like when you say the <laughs> when you read the title, I'm not going to say it again. When you read the title, it kind of sounds like another Disney princess movie. Like uh Moana is kind of what I was thinking. It was going to be a Moana type thing. Uh, but true story, Hawaiian princess Uh, trying to prevent American colonization. That sounds pretty good to me. The Quiet Ones. This is a British supernatural horror film. I don't remember hearing anything about it, but there's a lot of people who just love horror. They'll watch anything horror. There's other people that'll watch anything supernatural. And a few others that'll watch British shows. So The Quiet Ones, if you're into British supernatural or horror, give it a shot. All right, The Raven from 2012. I'm going to read this description off of uh, IMDb verbatim because it's very confusing. John Cusack stars in The Raven. The film borrows from the real life of The Raven poet, Edgar Allan Poe, except in this fictional story, Poe is pursuing a killer whose murders are inspired by his literary work. So, it's called The Raven. Everybody knows that Edgar Allan Poe wrote The Raven. Nevermore. Sure, right? Uh, so, Joan, John Cusack is playing Edgar Allan Poe, except this is a different Edgar Allan Poe who is tracking killers that are killing base on Edgar Allan Poe, who is John John Cusack's character. Because I don't think Edgar Allan Poe ever tracked down any murderers that were killing based on his work. So I have no idea what's going on with this movie. And based on that nonsense, I demand that nobody watch it. Don't watch The Raven. Following that up with Red Dragon... I think this was the third Hannibal Lecter movie. I think we had Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and then Red Dragon. Those were all really cool movies. I highly recommend watching Red Dragon. Uh, if you can get your hands on the other two, if you haven't already seen the other two, it's a great series. You definitely got to check it out. The River Wild. This one sounds kind of good. I've never heard of it before. Uh, it's, it sounds very 1990s. Uh, Meryl Streep and Kevin Bacon, the family goes whitewater rafting, um, and they encounter two criminals in the woods. That sounds super 90s, and kind of good. I might watch The River Wild. Coming up next, we've got School Dance, a movie from 2014. Uh, This looks very much like those high school musical kind of dance-off movies where everybody's zipping through the hallways at school dancing and everything uh as much as i love musicals this probably isn't the one for me however they did make like 137 of those high school or of those uh yeah high school musical movies so this is definitely for someone We've also got Secretary, a movie from 2002, starring James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. This one is put under the erotic comedy section. Uh, this is about a boss and a secretary with a BDSM relationship. I will guess, let you guess which one is the boss and which one is the secretary. We've got Super Capers. This is a really, really bad-looking kids' movie. Uh, it looks like it was filmed for children by children. Super capers. I wouldn't let my neighbor's kid watch this, and I don't like my neighbor's kids. All right, we got Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Uh, it's very... I don't want to say generic Tim Burton, but it's Tim Burton doing his Tim Burton thing. Uh, its It reminds me a lot of... The animation styles from, oh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's very much the Nightmare Before Christmas. The animation, the the kind of the, the gloomy, how the gloomy but enlightening kind of feel that you get. Uh, totally different story than Nightmare Before Christmas, of course. But if you're a Tim Burton kind of person, definitely check this out. Unforgettable, from 2017. Divorcee tortures her ex-husband's new fiancé. This one sounds like a very forgettable, just, blah drama. Unforgettable. Sounds forgettable. Don't watch it. Veronica Mars. This is the movie that continued off of the series. Uh, This is a, like, graduating lawyer who gets called back home because her ex-boyfriend is being accused of murder? Uh, I've never seen the series. I've never seen the movie. I don't. I haven't been involved with it at all. But if it's got this much going behind it, it has to have. It's got to be halfway decent, right? It's got a big fan base. It's got multiple seasons on TV. It's got this movie. Veronica Mars. It's there for somebody. It's got to be something decent. Uh, here's the big headline: Wedding Crashers. If you don't, if you uh, got rid of your DVD, if you haven't seen it in the last six months, put on Wedding Crashers because it's always going to be a laugh. Wiener Dog Internationals. This is a kids movie. It is live action, so there are going to be real dogs in it. So, for that reason alone, I'd probably watch it with my little cousin. I'm not going to seek it out on my own, but if you have to watch Wiener Dogs, I don't have. What is it called? Wiener Dogs Internationals. It's not the worst kids' movie that's going to come out. All right, guys. We got through everything coming out March 1st. Now we've got just a couple of items just kind of trickling out for the rest of the month. On March 4th. We've got Persona, the dark truth behind personality tests. This is an HBO Max original documentary. This sounds really cool. Uh, There's personality tests. The most common one is probably the, oh, I can't even remember what the name of it is. All right. A quick look on the internet tells me that Myers-Briggs, is what I'm looking for. The Myers-Briggs personality type. Uh, If you ever heard anybody throw out, I'm an INTJ or I'm an ENFP or anything like that, they're referring to the Myers-Briggs personality types. And uh, if you go to college or if you're a lot of uh, job interviews for certain companies, that kind of thing, they'll have you take the Myers-Briggs personality tests and they'll tell you, are you introverted or are you extroverted? Are you... Uh, judgmental or are you perce- are you perceptual? Uh, those kind of things. Are you sensing or are you intuition? Are you thinking or are you feeling? Uh, and that kind of builds your personality type. So this documentary is talking about those different personality tests and I guess the dark truth behind them. But I would love to watch that movie. I'm definitely going to watch Persona. March 6th, we've got 12 Ounce Mouse, Season 3. This looks like an Adult Swim offering. It's uh, very crudely drawn. It's, uh, it looks a little bit like um Aqua Teen Hunger Force. If the artist drew, uh, drew it with their non-dominant hand. It's supposed to have some pretty crude humor, uh, some pretty dirty stuff, but it's Adult Swim. It's kind of what you're looking for. Uh, it's Adult Swim, so that might be what you're looking for, I guess is a better way to couch that. Uh, we've also got Lost Resort. This is a, I guess, kind of documentary style movie. It might be a series. I didn't quite catch it, uh, where a whole bunch of people go to a resort in the middle of nowhere, and they're checking out alternative medicines to handle all their problems. It kind of just seemed like rich, pretty white people, uh, like, Oh, like trying to in take over other people's culture to try and fix their own problems. Uh, lost Resort just makes me feel icky. I don't like the idea of Lost Resort. Uh, and I'm also not into alternative medicines. Uh, I can understand that if you feel something like something's going to make you feel better, it could make you feel better. Uh, placebo effect, that kind of thing. And, you know, there's... There's more to medicine than I could ever understand. I'm just some guy with a film degree. Uh, It just, I didn't like what was going on in Lost Resort. We've also got the Rocky series. Rocky, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky 5, Rocky Balboa. Uh, I haven't seen these enough. I know I've seen the first Rocky, and I think I've seen Rocky 4. But if they're all hanging out here... Oh, God. I could almost try and convince my dad to try and watch one of these with me. So, Rocky is available in every form on HBO Max starting March 6th. Moving on to March 9th, we've got Ballmasters 9009. Uh, this is a season two. It's another Adult Swim version, or it's another Adult Swim series. It kind of looks like if Adult Swim did Dragon Ball Z, there's all these kind of, I don't want to call them superhero characters, but they're more than human characters. Uh, And I'm sure with it being Adult Swim and Cartoon Network, it'll be very crude and all kinds of those things that you're looking for out of Adult Swim. We've got the COVID Diaries New York City documentary premiere. Uh... It is what it sounds like. I think there were five different documentary filmer, filmmakers that all filmed their own story with COVID and then probably made a deal with HBO either together or separately, however that happened, and they all got edited together for this one movie, COVID Diaries, NYC. March 10th, we've got YOLO, Crystal Fantasy. This is another Adult Swim show. Uh, it kind of looks like a sassy type of Adult Swim show about two Australian women. Uh, there's I didn't know that Adult Swim was still coming out with all this new content. I don't know if it's just that time of year where Adult Swim is dropping all of their new stuff on streaming platforms, or if there's really so much that it gets dropped regularly, but... I'm going to have to catch up on my Adult Swim. I am way behind. March 13th, we've got Speed. That's right, the Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Uh, This is a really good movie. I don't know if there's been some, I don't know, hatred about the movie. I mean, Speed 2 Cruise Control was a total disaster. Uh, But the first Speed movie... This is actually really good, uh, the way they have everybody on the bus the entire time, and they ramp up the suspense, and it's definitely a flawed movie, don't get me wrong. But Speed? Really good movie. If you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it maybe in ten years, make sure you catch it before it goes away. We've also got Three Busy Debras. Uh, three Busy Debras. This is another Adult Swim show. Uh, this one is not animated. I'm not... A, I guess Adult Swim does f- quite a bit of non-animated stuff. I just think of, like, crude animation when I think Adult Swim. Uh, but this was... This is a show about these three women named Deborah, and they live in the town of Lemon Curd. Uh, the, these three different actresses that are doing this, uh, they actually came up with this act during a Upright Citizens Brigade act, when I first just read the words, Three Busy Debras, that's what I came up with that stupid voice. Uh, this sounds really good. I love Upright Citizens Brigade. I love sketch comedy. I love um, improv comedy. And I love strong female comedians. So this one's going to be great. I'm definitely watching Three Busy Debras. March 18th, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, I feel like I might upset some people with this one. Everything I've been seeing on Twitter, everything I've been seeing on Facebook, everybody seems super excited about Zack Snyder's Justice League. But when I try and figure out why, it basically seems like it's just going to be... The original Justice League was like a fairly reasonable two-hour film, but the Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be a four-hour movie. And it's going to be a whole bunch of content that wasn't in the original. So it's basically all of the crap that got cut from the original movie. And then they're going to make it twice as long. I, I'm, I'm not a Marvel guy. I'm not a Zack Snyder guy. I'm probably shouldn't even be commenting on this. But it's my podcast. So that's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> it's. I just don't get what the hype is. I might give it a shot just to prove myself wrong. That is one of my favorite things is learning that I was wrong and uh, just kind of growing from that. But this just, I don't get it. I don't know what people are seeing in this. I don't get the hype. All right. March 20th, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, I've never actually seen any of these movies. I've heard very good things. I see good reviews. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Give it a shot. I'm going. I'll probably throw it on. March 30th. The Last Cruise. This is a documentary. It's only 40 minutes, so it's fairly short. Uh, If anybody remembers back in early coronavirus days, there were quite a few news stories about this cruise ship Where a lot of people on board were getting coronavirus. It had a super high infection rate. And they weren't allowing the ship to come back to port. So basically it just kind of became this like ship that was circling around out in the ocean. And I think they put tons of medication on it. I'm sure there were a whole bunch of doctors that were going on board and trying to treat different people. Uh, But it kind of went from a cruise ship to a med ship. And that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm sure it also. I'm sure there's all kinds of very interesting facts that they have in this documentary. So the last cruise, I say, give it a shot. Watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, March thirty first. Do you guys know what I'm gonna say for March thirty first? Because this is probably gonna be the biggest release of the entire month. Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, This one, people. I'm seeing lots of hype for this one, and I totally understand. This is another one of those Warner Brothers movies, much like uh, Wonder Woman 84, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla versus Kong. It's coming. It's going to be huge. I haven't watched any of the Godzilla or the King Kong movies over the past, you know, the ones that have been cropping up lately. I think Brian Cranston was in a Godzilla movie. There was Kong Skull Island. That was supposed to be really good. I probably need to watch those two movies before March 31st. But Godzilla vs. Kong. Must watch if you've got HBO Max. And it's only going to be there for 30 days. So you have to watch it before the end of April. That's everything. That's everything coming to HBO. There's 110 shows. 110 shows and movies. I covered 72 of them. I do want to just throw out a couple items that are leaving in March. So you only have another 15 days to watch these. The Alien series. Alien 1, Alien 2, Alien 3, or no, Alien 1, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. Make sure you catch those. The Die Hard series. Make sure you catch those. They are uh, leaving at the end of March. 12 Monkeys, starring Bruce Willis. This was this really weird, conceptual, mind-bending, time-traveling movie. And if you haven't seen 12 Monkeys, you definitely should. I think they even made a TV series out of it like 20, 30 years later. 12 Monkeys is a great one. If you want to just, it's you know kind of Donnie Darko-esque, where it's just kind of a, a mind F. Uh, if you can, if I'm allowed to say that. And Wedding Crashers showing up this month, leaving this month, so we've only got 30 days. Make sure you lock it up and watch Wedding Crashers by the end of the month. I guess that's about it. We've been through a lot. That's a lot of different shows that we've been talking about today. This is Ricky D. Best Flicks with Ricky D. Thanks for hanging out with me. I hope I shed some light on a couple of films that you need to see. I'll catch you next week.